Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your other co-host, Brett Irvin. And your co-host, Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book a month and make friends along the way. And this month, thank you, Parker, we are reading um, Carrie Soto is Back. Yeah, we are. Taylor Jenkins Reid, because this is September, and we are recording this in August, (laughs) so sorry about that pause. Grab a copy and read along with us. We'll go over that the last Tuesday of this month in September. So uh, be prepared. And we are excited about that. For sure. And then we're moving into short stories. But we have a very special short story today because we have a fourth host today, Zoran. Zoran, how are you? Oh, my gosh. Hi, guys. I'm so good. I'm extremely happy to be here. A little starstruck because I've never been on a podcast before. So it's kind of crazy that you asked me to do this, but I am ready. Can I say that that's wild because I feel like we are starstruck. Um, <laughs> yeah, listeners, for, for you all who don't know, you probably do know, but Zoran is a very popular TikToker, bookstagrammer, uh, the leader of Fantasy and Friends Book Club. Um, and if you've ever been on any sort of social media and gotten a great book recommendation, it probably came from <laughs> Zoran. So it, it is honestly an honor to have you on the show. We are so excited. You're too kind. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, Zoran, um, so kind of how short stories work. We usually talk about our weeks, what we're reading, what we're excited to read. But this episode is all about you. And so what are you currently reading? What, what's on the pipeline? What's in the future? Did you do anything fun this week? Tell us everything. That's a really great question. So I always read a few books at a time. Just to, I don't, honestly, I don't know why. Just, it's something I've always done. So this past week, I finished reading The Oleander Sword by Tasha Suri, which is the second book in the Burning Kingdoms trilogy. Um, the first book being The Jasmine Throne, which is an amazing South Asian inspired epic fantasy. And the second book just came out and I finished that and it was amazing. It ended on a kind of cliffhanger where like, I need the third book yesterday. Um, (laughs) But also like, I'm okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Um, So that was really good. It's out now. You can totally go buy it. And then I also, I've kind of been in a nonfiction mood and I really love to listen to memoirs. So the one memoir I listened to this week on audiobook was Crying in the Bathroom by Erica L. Sanchez. And she is a young adult author. Her first book was I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter. And I believe her second book was this memoir. And I wasn't really familiar with her work prior to listening to it. But I'm really glad I gave it a chance because there's just something about memoirs that I've always really enjoyed just getting to listen to people's like really personal experiences and like their life and their stories and just how they've dealt with um, like tragedy and trauma in their life and how they overcame that or not. You never really know. But I just really love hearing people's stories. So that was a really good memoir. And then right now I am reading through my arc of um, Babel by R.F. Kuang. Which, by the time this podcast airs, it will already be out. And it's, I'm only 150 pages in, and I can already tell it's going to be a favorite of the year. It's one of like the most 
anticipated books that I've seen on social media. Everybody is talking about yeah. how they cannot wait to get their grubby little paws <laughs> on Babel and just tear through it. Definitely high expectations, um, but it's receiving a lot of praise right now. And I'm sure by the time we've all listened to this, hopefully one of you guys maybe have read it. Um, but I yeah, believe I, th- pre- <laughs> I would like to think I would have. The, the praise is well-deserved. It has a lot of great commentary on colonialism, um, just like in the historical context of like the 1800s, just like academia policies, like honestly, like racism, like white supremacy in the academic space. It's, it's really, really excellent. I'm, I'm so excited for it. Is this, is this Arif Kwong's first book since the Poppy trilogy? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Okay, great. My wife is a massive fan of the Poppy trilogy, so I, I really, I'm, I'm excited to read. I, I need to read that too. I'm very excited for Babel. Um, cool. Well, uh, we can move to the quote of the week segment. Uh, and Zoran, we, we kind of teed this off for you a little bit before recording, but quote of the week is our segment where uh, we typically have listeners submit a quote that we, the bookends with friends, hosts and and uh, and and uh, our audience will will live by that quote for the rest of the week. In this case, you have all the power. You get to bring a quote and we will live by that quote. So what do you have for us? Okay, so I don't know if I would actually live by this quote, but okay. this is one that I have been thinking about all week long, which when a book does that to me, you know it's good when you just you're oh, hanging sure. on to every word. And so funnily enough, the quote I've chose I've chosen is from Babel or Babel, whatever you want to call it. And yep. it's from the scene where Robin, the main character, um, is on his way to um, Great Britain um, from China. Essentially, he was saved by his, I don't want to say like foster father, but his, his guardian. Guardian's the better yeah. word. Professor Lovell. And basically, Professor Lovell found Robin in squalor next to his dead family member who passed away from, like, cholera and basically was like, you're coming with me. You can either stay here in China or I can take you to Britain where you can get an education, live in a, live in a house, have all of your provisions, like, covered for you. Or you can stay here. And Robin basically was like, I have no idea who you are, but... It seems like I don't have any other option. But in order to go to Britain to, like, honestly, like, fit in, he has to strip himself of his Chinese culture and, like, uh, to assimilate into British society. And basically he owes, will owe everything to Professor Lovell. So the one quote I chose was um, right as he's about to arrive, and it says, Robin did not yet fully understand the rules of this world he was about to enter, but he understood the necessity of gratitude, of deference, and one did not spite one's saviors. And I really like that because it almost, not even almost, Professor Lovell is a white man. It's the white savior trope which we all Mm -hmm. have known in media for a long time. And it's something that we, it's something that I hate. And basically like at the same time, Professor Lovell is saving Robin's life, but we don't know like at the cost yet. And he barely knows Mm. this man and he owes his life to him. 
And he has to basically strip himself down of everything he's ever known. Oh, God. That's such a good quote. It's it's filled with tragedy and nuance, it sounds, already. Like, that makes my yes. heart hurt. It sets up the rest of the book so accurately. Yeah. And obviously, I can't wow. tell you anything okay. without spoilers. I'm on the edge of my seat for Babel. I cannot wait. <laughs> Okay, well, perfect. You absolutely crushed quote of the week. Thank you, Zoran, for bringing that. So we can move on to um, the discussion interview portion of the podcast. Uh, and and again, we just want to say thank you for coming on because we are so excited. Um, and I'm sure that uh, your fans and listeners are excited to get to know more about Zoran. So I hope we did a service um, with asking some questions. We sent you some show notes beforehand, uh, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to dive into these. Um, so are you ready? We're putting you in the hot seat. I guess I have to be. That's right. <laughs> I have to be, whether I'm not. I promise I am. That's right. Well, well, we'll start it off with a fun softball. This is one of my favorite questions, uh, just for like any book readers in general, because I think uh, the book community is so wonderful um, for the most part. And um, I, I love the differences between people's stories. So I wanted to ask, what is the Zoran origin story into the book world? Did you grow up reading as much as you did um, like now? Or is this something that you came into later like, or, or more recently in life? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I have always been a reader as long as I can remember. I always um, received books as gifts growing up. I had that one aunt um, where it was like every birthday, uh, every Christmas, like instead of like something like a toy or a game or clothes, like she would always gift me a book. And I always really looked forward to her presence um, oh, just because like gifts are the best gifts. I know. And especially as a kid who has no money because you're like eight. Right. Right. <laughs> Getting a book was just so invaluable because it was just, oh, my God, this is mine. I always remember like checking out books from like the school library and we had like this accelerated reading program where you had to like oh, read yeah. books that correlated with points. And the more points you got, the better reader you were um man i loved ar ar was the best yeah okay i didn't know if everyone had accelerated reading yeah oh yeah definitely maddie always likes to joke about her ar point value being like triple whatever mine was i don't think i had a very high ar score i feel like there should be an adult accelerated reading like there there really should write that down there really should Right. Yeah. Write this down. Write this down. We need to, we need to add this to um, like it needs to be an, an or just a new app or, you know, TM, TM, TM. We're going to save this. No one can take this idea. The four of us are going in on this app idea. All right, cool. But yeah, so I did AR, loved it. Um, and then I just always kind of kept with it, kept reading outside of school. I remember um, I remember reading a ton in high school. Um, I was a athlete and I remember going to like tr- when I, we were traveling to different schools for games, instead of listening to music to like pump yourself up, I would be on the bus reading like books and people are like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? <laughs> like I distinctly remember like, I don't want to say like being made fun of, but people are like, this is not normal. And I'm like, I, I'm like reading the order of the Phoenix. I was like, shit is happening i don't care what's going on in your life like i have to find out what happens to harry and sirius <laughs> that'll get your blood pumping as much as any like yeah. loud music will oh, before yeah a, yeah. An event. yeah 
I was about to say, instead of like a walkout song for like a basketball game, you, <laughs> you just have someone read a chapter for a book as you're walking out. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that, I remember doing that and obviously I've continued reading ever since. And then, um, then COVID hit and it was just, I feel like COVID was like the reading renaissance for a lot of us. Um, yes, yeah, definitely. And I remember just scrolling on TikTok and like coming across like a book related video and I was like whoa is there like a a, like a bookish corner of TikTok because I had always like passively been a part like scrolling through bookstagram watching booktube um just reading book reviews online stuff like that but I didn't realize that like I thought TikTok was the dancing app and right right um so then I was like I saw bookish content I I came across Eamon and I found like Kate's books and I was just like, oh my gosh. And then the, the like book talk just kept getting like a little bit wider for me. And I was like, oh my God, there's so many creators. And then I was like, can I do this? What if, what if I just made like one video? If no one watched it, who cares? But like, this sounds kind of fun. And then I, I made, I made a video. And then I made another and another and it just kind of kept happening. And then like people started following me and it was like, really weird and i was like why are they listening to me i'm like literally bullshitting in my bedroom right now and then like fast forward a year over a year and a half later i'm on a podcast <laughs> with three random dudes on the internet <laughs> <That's right. laughs> couldn't make it sound better <laughs> right no that that segues that segues perfectly uh to the next question because i i, I wanted to, to comment on your your book talk success it's been amazing to watch um, and I think uh, I would go uh, as to uh, if if I could like hypothesize as to why I think you've been successful is because your content's so positive and fun to watch and engaging. Um, and so I wanted to ask, uh, you know, this uh, over this journey, what has been your favorite moment so far? Oh, I can think of. There's definitely a few key standout moments for me. Um, the first one was. Um, when like Hank Green stitched a video of mine and I know that's in the show notes to talk about later so I won't give too much away but that was like the first day where I was like oh my god where um, (laughs) basically to give a little quick backstory I made a video talking about like my favorite books I that I've like given five stars out of all the ones I've read and one of them was Hank Green's um, debut novel an absolutely remarkable thing and he ended up like stitching it and I got, like, an influx of, like, 20,000 followers in, like, a few days. Um, And his book ended up selling out on Amazon. And then he ended up, like, sending me a really amazing care package with signed books and stuff. So that was, like, my first moment. And my dad, like, would tell everyone at his work, like, oh, my God, Saran was noticed by Hank Green. And I was like, Dad, it's it's not that big of a deal. But it really was. Dad, stop. Quit it. Oh, Oh, yeah. You know, can I tell you, like, selfishly (laughs) having you on the podcast, I, I, I was so excited just to talk about this moment because... I'm a huge fan of the Brothers Green, and that like watching that, like I was like living vicariously through you when that happened because we the first book we actually did for our podcast was an absolutely remarkable thing, and it was like a little bit like around that time when when that happened, and I was just like I was like Zoranis, she's living the dream, like she's done it, <laughs> she she has made it. This is the coolest thing ever. But e- even more so, I think it's kind of like a a victory story for 
what the book talk world can do because yeah. of how you, I mean, uh, you know, you were a piece of then his books having like the most success that they've had in a while in terms of like revenue numbers and selling. And I, I don't know. I just think it's a fantastic story. Yeah, no. I'm glad you brought that because so I, was, I was so excited to talk to you about that. I can't yeah. wait to talk about it a little more later. But that was like yeah, my, for sure. that was like the first moment where I was just like, is this a thing that I'm going to do is like continue to create like videos on the internet, TikTok specifically. I was like, this is something that I, I can do. And then the next one was probably my next favorite moment was going to Los Angeles um, earlier this spring at the beginning of May to meet some of my uh, friends that I've made from Book Talk, where we all met in person and we went to a young adult book festival in um, Santa Monica, California. And it was just so crazy to meet people that you've only known through a phone screen and just to like see them in real life and be able to like hug them and like laugh with them and realize that these people that you talk online with every day are the same people in person. Like there was no Mm -hmm. difference um, talking through DMs than like having a conversation over dinner. Like they were the same person. It was just a really seamless transition, (laughs) which I know like sometimes people can be like how people are online are different than who they are in person. Um, But it was just so great that it wasn't like that. So that was just an amazing thing. And then my last, my most recent is probably like starting um, the Fantasy and Friends community, which has just been, I don't even, it's just been a, I've been so grateful for that experience, just having to host a book club and a Discord server and just making like so many new friends and creating like a really um, safe and positive space for people to just talk about all the books they want. Yeah, absolutely. And so with all that, um, with all that success and positivity and uh, incredible content, have there been any like unforeseen challenges? You know, you said, you know, you just started making videos and it happened and you kind of learned along the way. Have there been any things that you, that you didn't see coming that ended up being a challenge or just anything you'd want to share about like the journey on that front as far as. It could have been all incredible and never had an issue the whole time, but just wanted to... But it's also the internet, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the internet is, like, it can be a great and terrible place. Like, for something mm. that can be, like, so rewarding, it can also be something that is just super draining at the same time, so you really got to yeah. balance yep. the scales. The challenges I would say that I've faced, and I think it's something that most content creators um, will relate to, is that... Like when you're not like currently creating and putting out content, like you almost feel guilty um, during the time you spend not creating content and videos or not for or in this case, like if I'm not reading, like I feel like I'm letting someone down, which Mm -hmm. I I hate that feeling. And it's something that I've had to get used to and um, just kind of accept that like this is not your job. This is a hobby. It's something you do for Mm -hmm. fun. And it's something like, even though you're really good at, and it's like something I spend a lot of time doing, like I have to give myself grace just because I'm on the internet and like successful on TikTok. It doesn't mean I have to spend a hundred percent of my time doing that because like, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I I have a life and reading isn't the only thing I do. (laughs) Right. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Give me more content now. Like, believe it or not, I don't spend like every Saturday night at home, like crawled under like under my covers reading a book. Like I really like going to bars no way. and like, <laughs> like <laughs> I love going out for like I like going out and like going dancing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Bowling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
So that's really been a challenge is just like accepting the time that I spend not reading and not feeling guilty about it. For sure. Yeah. Can, can I ask yeah, you, because I'm curious in that in that regard specifically about um, like the, the relationship with reading, because I feel and, and, and I say this, like, take this with a grain of salt, because yeah. I feel like what you've been through has, you know, probably been you know, amplified, you know, with what we've dealt with. But I've, I've even experienced that a little bit, you know, from the podcasting side of things where, uh, you know, sometimes reading can start to feel like a chore. And it's a, it's a really tricky thing to balance where like reading it, you know, when it, when, when it was for me, there was, mm-hmm. the, you know, a lot less, um, I, I guess, like pressure or, or eyes on it, you know, because I felt like I could just read whatever, I could review however I wanted to or not review or not make content. And, you know, it, it was a, it was a, you know, contained thing. And then once you, once you give that up and start to share it with others, you have to play that balance. Do you have any like tips or thoughts on how to balance that in a healthy way? Yeah, I could, this is something I love to talk about with um, other bookish friends because it reminds me of how I felt for summer reading in high school. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I distinctly remember a year when I, it was the summer before I was going to take AP English or AP Language Arts. I don't know what it was called. Um, and it yeah. was just like, we had like a set of like four or five classics that we had to read. And I was like, give me anything but the fucking like <laughs> In Cold Blood by <laughs> right. Truman Capote. Like, why yeah, can't, <laughs> like anything else? Or um, Their Eyes Were Watching God, which was a really good book, by the way. That was probably my favorite, like, summer reading book. But anything, I was like, I want to read what I want and discuss what I want. I, like, really Mm -hmm. dislike um, feeling like I have to read something. Obviously, no one wants to read a book that they don't want to read. And then, like, then critically think about it and answer, like, (laughs) what does the green light mean at the end of The Great Gatsby? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) right like, yeah. like that's like there's a million and one essays like written about the green light go read one of those instead of what i think about it right <laughs> you all know what i'm talking about right I, I, oh yeah oh, absolutely 100%. absolutely i mean that i've I, I, we we did an episode a while ago about summer reading in particular with this exact like yeah. phenomenon of like even like some of them can be really good books but the idea of like you having to critically think about it for someone else to read your essay like takes the it sucks the fun right out of it right i'm having flashbacks of my ap english class um where we were like we, you know at the the day you f- are supposed to finish reading the book and you guys have like the round table discussion on it and your teacher's kind of throwing out questions um i pronounced a name wrong <gasps> in one of the books oh, no. and like like one kid pointed it out, and then like the class laughed about it, and I was like, I don't know, man. And I'm Brett's just, personality just was to formed right there for the rest yeah, of his life. Yeah, you know this. I feel like for, <laughs> this has been a, a moment that Brett's had on his on his heart and mind for a new for core years. memory for Brett. It's okay. We'll help you work through this. <laughs> Fun times. We will help you. Yeah, 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 exactly. But to like to kind of go with the like the summer reading theme. Um, so that's the to go back to your question it's like how Mm -hmm. do I like balance that between like reading books that that where I feel like I have to read those and like reading making time for the books that I want to read um because I get a lot of like advanced reader copies and for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what um advanced reader copies are or arcs in the book world arcs yeah they are early copies of books that are often sent out to reviewers content creators um to read and essentially review before the book's released to kind of build buzz, hype, and to get people 
to buy them on release day and after, which is, it's a really fun thing. But at the same time, it's just like, what if I'm not in the mood for this book? And I've now I've agreed with the publisher that I would read and review it before this date. And I pull buzzer beaters. Like, I will read the book, like, up until the <laughs> night it comes out. <laughs> And it's just like, that's been a challenge for me, um, is just trying to find that balance. And it's almost like I kind of make like a reading schedule um, for books, like when they release, like how long do I have to read this? Like, if I'm going to start at this day, like how many pages do I have to read a day until I can finish it and then get back to like what I want to do? And then it's just also kind of something that like, okay, if I have, I will usually listen to like whatever I want to read while I'm at work during the day. And then I'll spend time reading like my assigned reading (laughs) at home. But it's definitely hard. Um, And there's a lot of pressure, especially like in the book talk space where I feel like, and I'm sure you guys can um, relate where it's just like, there's also pressure to feel like you need to read what's new and coming up and Mm -hmm. coming and popular. And so you don't feel behind and you're like you're staying present when like I don't know like what if I want to read something that was like released in like what if I want to read like Wheel of Time nobody's talking about Wheel of Time on book talk but what if I want to talk about a book that was released in the 90s what what if I don't want to read all of Akatar and I do read all of Akatar because I have to understand what people are talking about? Oh you my know, God. it happens. Th- that's another feeling I get all the time. Like I am so tempted <laughs> yeah. to read It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover right now. But Yeah. I know it's not gonna be for mm. me, but like I just wanna participate no, in the discussion. Yeah, that that one's not for me. That one's sitting on our bookshelf right now. I think it's actually Maddie's copy sitting on our bookshelf right now. Yeah, she she was not a fan, so I don't know if that helps. Um, <laughs> it helps you, Zara. It's everywhere. Um, it's crazy. It is. Uh, it is everywhere. People are talking about it all the time. But yeah, I I don't know. I've only felt that twice with like our books. There's been two books that we've read. Not going to go into their names or reading them. I was just like, I would rather be reading. Literally, and I would rather be reading my car manual than this book right now. Like, I don't want to be reading this. Spill the tea. But I think, oh, oh it's okay. <laughs> Shadow and Bone and They Both Die at the End were not for me. Those books, and they were popular on TikTok when they came out, and they just they just weren't for me, and I just did not enjoy them. They're mid. But I think that's, we, we talked about um, <laughs> before uh, we started recording, like, you're reading multiple books and that's such a good way to go about this is reading multiple things at the same time because mm-hmm. like you knock out some pages and then you you know you read some high fantasy that you want to read instead mm-hmm. totally speaking of fantasy if you were thrown into a fantasy setting what role would you be? We also talked about Lord of the Rings before this. So I'm going to use this as an example. Are you going to be the Frodo, the main character? Which, you know, it's Sam. Come on. Sam's the main character. Let's be honest here. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Are you going to be the, the quirky little sidekick? Are you going to be the hero, the villain? What would you pick? Um, If I'm going to be honest, I think I would be the first person to die, no matter the character. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Love the honesty. Love oh, the I honesty. love that answer so much. Oh, tell tell me everything. How do you die? Why do you die? Are you setting up the villain? Are you like no. the page two death? Oh. <laughs> Are you the cold open? Am I the cold <laughs> Am I in the prologue? <laughs> She's um, the prologue for sure. Okay, do I have to be in Middle Earth? 
Oh, no, no, no. In any setting, any setting you'd like. Okay, any that setting. That was just an example. Yeah, pick mm-hmm. anything. Okay, personally, I would like to be in Legends and Lattes. Oh, my what God, a- yes. I, I love your episode on Legends and Lattes, by the way. So, like. Oh, thank you. I love that book so much. Yeah. Okay, it's but amazing. so everyone lives in that in that place. I would definitely yeah, I was be like say, you don't even need to worry about dying there. I know, but if I was in great time. the what's the world called in Legends and Lattes? Like, is, does the town have a name? It does. I can't remember what it is. I though. don't have a I don't have a physical copy. Um, but I think I would be the I would be the cafe regular who would come in every morning for their latte and like a scone or a pastry, and then I would go about my day. Um, because I do frequent a ton of coffee shops where I live. I love going to, um, like, small-owned, um, like, family businesses for, like, getting yeah. all their different types of drinks. Um, so I would definitely ask Viv to make a latte for me. And she would know my order every time I walked in. And she'd be like, oh, my God, Zran, you want the regular? And I would be like, yes, please. You just get and then you would pastry. just, like, give Thimble a big hug and then ask him to make you a special baked good because yes, that would be yes, 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 the dream. Yes. Um, so good. So that would be my role. But, okay, if I had to be in, like, the classic fantasy setting and I wasn't the first to die, um, personally, I would like to be, like, the supportive sidekick. Um, mm. I don't think I exude main character energy. Um <laughs> And I don't like the spotlight on me all the time. And I don't know what that says about me, even though, like, I ha- like my book talk is pretty successful. <laughs> um, but I think I would like to be, like, the supportive side character. Like, Sam, like, Samwise is my favorite character from Lord of the Rings, even though he mm. is the main character. He's the best. But He's I the also, best character of all time. I also just really love being that person who is able to give really sound advice and hopefully point people in the right direction so i think i would be always reliable yeah i would be the best i think i would be the best friend you, That's a you make sure the answer. you make sure the plot moves along because the main character can't deal with things and you have yeah. to deal with it for them but i would also <laughs> want to be like the best friend who knows how to fight so yeah mm-hmm. i would all i would want to have like the bow and arrow like bows and arrow bow and arrows <laughs> like legolas <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the arrows that never de- that never deplete infinite arrows. Right. Yeah. 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 Infinite arrows. Yeah. <laughs> so I would be the best friend with bow and arrows. That's perfect. Fantastic. That's amazing. Um, okay. So it, uh, we're like shifting a little bit, but kind of in the same realm. Okay. Um, what do you think should be included in every great fantasy novel? Um, an animal, like a really cute animal companion. <laughs> oh, great that answer. Is a perfect answer. And I know not all of them have them. Yeah, no, but that's a fa- I'm going to continue with this even though this isn't our show notes, but if you had an animal companion, what would what would your animal be? Ooh, personally, I would like them to be small enough to like fit in my like a like a pocket. Um, oh, for sure. Just like if I had like my little front shirt pocket, like it would be like a little, I don't know, maybe like a Little, like like a flying squirrel, maybe or like a no bigger than a rat, but maybe not a rat. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bird. Um, but something Ooh. small that would like sit in my pocket, and they would travel with me, and then they would also be able to like do things that I can't, like crawl into small spaces, pick locks, um, 
do i don't know little animal magic i don't know what they do <laughs> um, reconnaissance yeah. hey, that's perfect a little familiar perfect. for your yeah, yeah just like a adventures. little familiar i would love that do they talk or do you guys do they squeak and you kind of understand each other like a like Chewbacca kind of thing? I th- I think they would talk. I think they would talk. Okay. I'm trying to think of like what animal do I want now? Can you help me out? What's a small animal that would be good at all of this? Oh, I'm su- I'm such a sucker for birds that I, my go to answer always. I would yes, I would pick a crow. Yes, my answer is always <laughs> a bird, but I, I I don't there's so many good, but also it's fantasy, so you could have a tiny Tiny whatever you want, tiny horse in your pocket. Why am I thinking of like a little? <laughs> you know, like I'm. Why am I thinking of like a little like otter in my pocket? <laughs> oh, that's that's, that's precious. Like a, that's fantastic. Like a, like a chipmunk. A chipmunk. Yeah, but just a little bit bigger. I'm thinking like a little small like otter. Hermit crab. Oh, that would be yeah. That's <laughs> perfect. Hermit crab. Have you read um, the Skyward series? I have not, but Sanders I have the Skyward series. So. There is the the quote unquote quirky animal companion in the Skyward series, except it's a spaceship. It's a sentient spaceship called Embot, and it's my favorite animal companion in any media. It's amazing. I love Embot yeah. so much. That's, That's so cool. The animal companion or the familiar would also have to match my energy. Um, like I am a very sarcastic person and i'm not afraid to like give it to someone be like i hate that idea or like i will right. i will right. give people my opinion the ones that i'm like dear and close yeah. with so i would definitely love that quality in a familiar um because i recently read foundry side by robert jackson bennett and i'm not sure yeah. if y'all have read that um but that was like the fantasy and friends book club for book club pick for august and there is a sentient key and his name is clef and he is oh my absolutely gosh. hilarious. And like, he like is, a, he becomes a friend of the main character, Sanchia. And he basically has, he's really snarky. He's super funny, sarcastic, has an attitude. He's just like, if he doesn't like a decision that Sanchia is going to make, he's going to be like, Sanchia, I think you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, no, you're stupid. And so they kind of like fight like siblings and mm. I would love that quality in a familiar. Right. Oh, for sure. Okay. Well, fa- fantastic, fantastic answer. Um, very quick shout out to Nicole Phillips. She just brought me an iced mocha to drink. During oh, my gosh. Hey, so can thank you, you tell wife. Nicole to bring me an iced mocha? Is yeah. that? Yeah. Hey, Nicole. Make <laughs> just kidding. Three. Don't come in. We're recording. <laughs> okay. Do you prefer hard magic systems or soft magic systems? Definitely a hard magic system. Okay. I like when there's I like when there's rules, there's limits, mm-hmm. there's clear mm-hmm. defined lines. Um and also I love when there's consequences to using magic. Yes. And like consequences yes, to actions because in life there's consequences to your actions. So I really need that in the story. Yeah. Um so I'm definitely like Do you have a, a hard- favorite? Yeah, or, or just an you, author who does why it. Why would you ask me that? That's so hard. It's a really tough one. I Especially like, for hard magic systems. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Honestly, this is going to be no surprise, but it's it's Brandon Sanderson's magic systems. Yeah. So I really love um, Mistborn. I love... I love... Um, why am I blinking on the name? Stormlight? No, no the magic system in 
Warbreaker. Oh, Allomancy. Yeah, Allomancy. I really love Allomancy. But then I also really love the magic system in Stormlight because I I think it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, they're all kind of connected in their own way. Right. Through the Cosmere. Mm -hmm. But they're just, I love how there's rules, there's confines, like lines, like you can, you can deplete your magic, you can store it up. I really love that. Mm -hmm. And there's just really clear rules. And you just know that the magic wielder is not infinitely powerful right. and that right. they can just get through anything um and that's really something that i feel like almost raised the raises the stakes it makes things yeah. more interesting yeah. I, I i swear people are gonna hate us boys for talking about the way of kings every single episode but it, we talk know, about the way of episode, kings at this point it's it's fine it's just we do it every single or, episode but yeah go, going off of that hard magic system it, it doesn't cram it down your throat, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. say, this is how the magic system works. Here's step one through 10 of what's going on. You get this really good slow build until yeah. you're like, oh, this is what's going on. And I, I think it's it's definitely my favorite. Um, that mm-hmm. that Especially so when you're reading the first part of the first prologue of The Way of Kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're watching um, Zeth and he's like Lash doing himself around yeah and you're like wait i don't know what's happening yeah and then like you re- i read i think i read the prologue like two or three times before i started yeah. going reading the nest rest of the book because i was just like why don't i get this and then i was just like <laughs> wait you're not supposed to get it exactly like, what yeah. is a lashing what's a reverse lashing why is he sucking the power <laughs> out of the lamps stormlight <laughs> why is he wearing white <laughs> yeah my guy. I, I will say, I saw you were reading this on uh, Goodreads as well, but the first binding. Um, oh, is yeah. The, the new Aravirdi book. And it has a super interesting hard magic system. I'm like halfway through it, so I'm not going to go into depth about it yet. Uh, but it's super interesting. And I, I really want to see if he lands the ending of this book because I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm so excited to read that. Um, yeah. I have my copy sitting right behind me, and hopefully it's I'll. It's a clunky it. boy. It's a big book. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's snicker thicker than a snicker. Um, <laughs> but like, I love really long books. Same. Like oh, real, yeah. like eight hundred pages and up. Like it really doesn't intimidate me. I'm just like, oh my god, look how much story I have. How, look how much right. time I get to spend in this world. Um, yeah. So I'm very excited about that book, and I've heard it. I know, like. Our Verity was um, inspired a little bit by The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. And yep, that's so very just, similar. That's one, also one of my favorite books. So okay. I can't wait to crack into that. I, I actually, I still have not read that series, but I know how it's told, like how the story of that series is told, and it is very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, I, there, There's a lot of rumor mill going on that the third book is like, it, it has a release date and it's no like, way. yeah, I, I've been seeing some things kind of, uh, and of course I, you know, I, I don't want to say anything because who knows with Patrick Rothfuss and I don't want to, you know, get myself in hot water here, but I, I've just, I've been seeing some things. It sounds, it sounds like there might be news coming out here sooner than later. I'll believe oh. it when I see it. Right, yeah, honestly that's that's the best way to that's the best way to do it. Take everything I just said with a grain of salt. 
earlier this summer, did you see, speaking of like the name of the wind rumors, like did you see videos or comments of people saying like, oh my god, I heard the name of the wind is going to be out this July and all that. Did you ever see those? No. Oh, no. There was like... No, th- I missed those completely. I don't know where that came from, but people were like, oh my god, the, th- the Doors of Stone is going to be coming out in July 2022. I was like, you think if it was coming out that you'd be able to find an announcement somewhere? Like, this right. is going to be the biggest release of the year, and you can't find a single marketing material about it? It it would be kind of cool if it was a dropped, like, you know, no one a knew Beyonce anything. Beyonce album. Like, the, the co- yes, exactly. Like, Beyonce <laughs> album style, like, cover release, like, date release, everything, like, the night before. And just, yeah. like, people, it would, the book world would explode. Or, like, drop it, like, Sanderson's Kickstarter, like, where it just, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Patrick Rothfuss oh, would do that, but, but I don't know. It was actually just Brett. He went on to TikTok and just made a ton of rumors about the third yeah, book coming out in Brett. July. Well, I like to bounce around in the comments that, that and stir jokester. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so we're we're finally we're finally to the question that I have been waiting for this entire time, um, which is, uh, I mean, you're. You are best friends now with Hank Green. Y'all on a first name basis. Y'all are like, you know, besties. You hang forever. out all the time. Oh, yeah. Um. I t- tell me, tell me first. Tell me like the you know spill the tea. Tell me everything about that. Um. If that you haven't already said, but also, um, I have a, a follow up question along those lines. If if you could have that happen again, if you could strike magic or you know have it happen twice. Which author would you want um, that to happen to next? Who would you like to collaborate with next? Great questions. Um, first of all, you want me to call Hank up real quick? Put him on speakerphone? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't I'm mind. Kidding. If you could get him on the show, that'd be... <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, just just have him have him come on the show for a second. That'd be totally fine Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? Quick guest spot. I would nah. poop my pants. I would not be... <laughs> are you kidding me? I, would, I wouldn't be able to talk. I would, I would be dumbstruck completely. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a short conversation. We would timidly say hello, and then he'd be like, are you guys still there? Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that you just said that, Parker, because a lot of my, like, starstruck moments, my first reaction is just like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> right, <laughs> that, right. That happens all the time on Book Talk. I was just like, when I started Babel, I was just like, this is shit your pants good. It's the best phrase. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> applicable to everything anything i'm sorry if anyone under 18 is like listening to this <laughs> oh if they are what are they doing <laughs> there's better things to do True. okay they should be learning things so yes i am on a first name basis with hank green we are mutuals um wow God. but i don't oh my gosh. We are in... i do not talk <laughs> i what hey hey live it up i mean just you can say whatever right now this is this is your time <laughs> so to like that when Hank stitched my original TikTok video where I was talking about um, my favorite books ever. These are the books that I've rated five stars. And I consciously chose to put an absolutely remarkable thing first in that video. And that was, um, that video was like my first viral video um, that like reached over a million views. And I was just like, oh my God. Um, But so I consciously put an, an absolutely remarkable thing first because I knew people would recognize Hank. Uh, from being mm-hmm. on TikTok, and a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh my God, Hank Green wrote a book! What?" So that was my first strategy, but I didn't really think like he would actually see it. Um, so, but I saw a lot of people were tagging me, <laughs> tagging him in that video, 
and he um he first commented on it and then next thing i knew that he stitched it and then the next thing that happened the next day all of a sudden an absolutely remarkable thing was sold out on amazon and i was like oh my goodness like obviously like I don't, was it, did I do that? But like Hank right, did right. it, but like, did I get, like, did I push the ball and get it rolling down the hill? Yeah, um, you, you got it started. Yeah, next thing I knew, like, he had been making, like, a few more videos about it, and then I had a, a shit your pants moment where he followed me <laughs> on TikTok, and all of a sudden, like, Hank and I were mutuals, and I was like, Yeah, oh screaming, my God. crying, throwing up, all of the emotions. Yeah. <laughs> like, choking myself, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, and I, I was at work. <laughs> And I was, like, shaking. I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, I, like, <laughs> called my manager on, like, the walkie-talkie that I had. I was, like, I need to, I'm, like, I need to take a bathroom break. Like, can someone relieve me real quick? Because I, like, I had to go, like, f- freak out in the bathroom. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, like, Hank made a video talking about, like, I know it's, like, my book sold on Amazon, but, like, my publisher recently just messaged me saying, like, oh, we can stock some of these books, like, hardcover books on your website, and, like, he's, like, they're signed, they're very limited, go get them, and I jokingly, I jokingly commented on his video, I was, like, hey, Hank, is there any chance I could get a signed book, and then he responded to that comment via video, he's, like, are you kidding me? Of course. He's like, I'll send you whatever you want. So he sent me, um, (laughs) oh shoot, where is it? But he sent me a signed copy of An Absolutely Remarkable Thing with a very sweet um, letter written on the inside. He sent me the Portuguese edition of An Absolutely Remarkable Thing signed. And he also sent me signed copies of the sequel, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. Oh, so cool. The one thing that I think is actually the coolest, um, I'll get it so I can show you guys. Is it the Anthropocene Reviewed? Yes! Oh my so, gosh. I remember seeing this video and, oh, please, just go, 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 go. Okay, so he also sent me a copy of John Green, his brother. A lot of people don't know that, but they are brothers. And he <laughs> sent me of John's newest novel at the time, The Anthropocene Reviewed, which is nonfiction. And a fun fact about that book is that the first print run was, was like 250,000 copies. Every single one of them was signed by John Green, which is absolutely unheard of but hank sent me a copy of the book saying currently the only hankler fished copy in the world and a hankler fish is something that hank um just draws and is kind of like a little doodle staple of his and so i have a copy of the anthropocene reviewed signed by john um with a hankler fish from hank and (laughs) wow this should be that is that is honestly that that should be i was about to say that should be like (laughs) behind a glass case with like beautiful lighting and you know like gridded lasers to protect it and right. every, everything like that's incredible yeah so in videos like people ask me they'll be like why do you have three copies of the anthropocene reviewed and first i'm like mind your business and second like <laughs> this is a collector's item oh for sure oh, one does 100%. not simply have one copy of their favorite book like i'm crazy and i have oh, for three. sure parker parker you have multiple copies right yeah, so I have I have uh, one of the the first like print runs that's signed by John, and then when uh, we were in France, I picked up hit the the French copy. Every, when you know, anytime I can get a chance to find like a fun like edition, I I mean we're God, we're so bad about it. We have so many like copies, like special editions or whatever of that's the so same cool, books, though. but 
Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, yeah, I, you you have your book for reading, and then you have your books for looking at, and so <laughs> even if I can't read yeah. it, I'm gonna look at it, and it's gonna be beautiful on my bookshelf. And then yeah, and some are like your personal like library loaner copies. Right, yeah. exactly. You get it. This is this is perfect. Please reinforce my bad behaviors of buying <laughs> buying multiple copies of books. Yeah, I'm not the person to come to if you're like, should I buy this? I am. I I will be everyone's yes woman. Do I need to buy oh, this for book? Sure. Do you? Probably not. But like, I'm an enabler, so the answer is yes. Oh, can we? Can real quick? Can we talk about? Um, and, and I don't know. I don't know if this is a if this was as a ran original. But it's something that I like my brain keys to you because it was the first time I've heard it. But in one of your videos a while ago, you said, I have no shelf control. And I thought that was the most clever thing I had heard of. And so now, like, I, I think, like, I'll, I'll, like, hear it or see it now. But I'm like, I think, did Zoran start that phrase? Like, the, I, the like, zero self-control, shelf control is, it's so funny. And it perfectly describes that feeling of, like, I can't, I can't turn down buying books. Yeah, so I cannot take credit for that saying but it's something that i've always seen on like stickers or tote bags or graphic tees or like little posters like no shelf control and i i personally really love puns (laughs) so it's definitely something that i just said in one video and people are like oh my god that's so hilarious and i'm just like i wish i said i wish i could take credit for it but i didn't you're like oh yeah that was totally me i'm the first one to say But it's something that has is very accurate to me yes. and my bookshelves. I think it's two separate hobbies. You have like reading as a hobby and then you have buying a new book and, you know, opening nice packaging and putting the book on the bookshelf and then looking at it as a hobby. Oh, for sure. Special editions. The leather bound editions of the the Sanderson books, those aren't for reading. Those are for gawking at. And I I love those. Those aren't even for touching. Yes. When Parker bought those and I literally went over to his house to look at them, which sounds like a big deal. He lives like 10 feet away from me. (laughs) I made him take me into like his office and I sat 10 feet away from him and I let him like, like, like child storybook reading time, show me the book and I didn't touch it. It's like, I'm not getting anywhere near that book. Yeah. I just looked at it and we had a great time. That's how Mm. I feel. I have the full (laughs) leather bound collection. um, Yeah. And it's something they're, they're definitely to gawk at because they're, they're very pricey. Um, Yeah. Uh (laughs) But they are my pride and joy. And whenever someone like comes over and they're like, Oh my God, what are these books? I'm like, first of all, go wash your hands. Right. Go, do right. not like wash your hands do not put lotion on i don't want like don't put your little grimy little paws on them i don't know where you've been yeah um and then you can touch them because like i don't want the spine cracked i don't want the foil to be like um worn away i swear to god if you bend a page like you're cut out of my life oh. they're yeah, very special and dear that. to me i flip through them a lot because they're just so mm. gorgeous <laughs> But yeah, I think not I've like reading. I've looked through I, I've looked through like some of the art and the books and I think that's as far as it goes because I, I mean I'm just so into I'm like this is this is beautiful this is too good and I have it for looking at and I I feel like I can only hold them for like a minute at a time because I'm like I don't want to wear them out I don't want to wear them down. Right. <laughs> They're getting oh, all tuckered oh, out. Oh man, I think we're just like showcasing how insane I am on this episode, but that's fine. I mean, would it be a bookends and friends episode without? like expressing that you're a sander fan right yeah honestly Honestly, probably not (laughs) for real
where were we what were we talking about yes where <laughs> what, what even how did we get here oh boy um we were talking about hank green yes who else from tiktok yeah, I think TikTok, the would i question... love to collaborate with yes 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 yeah okay thank you brett for keeping I, us on track i feel like if i say brandon sanderson that's just such a cop-out Oh, we do it that. every single also, episode. Also, he's just like yeah, you we, could just say. I it. think he would just be way too busy. Yeah, that that's a tough one because I feel I think like he has it a time be... turner. Yeah, okay. yeah, honestly. Um, that's the only ooh. way. I would really love to have a chat with John Gwynn. Mm. He yeah. is an author. Those books seem so good. Oh. Oh my God! Art, yes, um, but he is an author that I discovered this year. He's he's an author that I've always really known about, but I was I never reached for because either like I didn't have his books yet, or I just like I knew people who like read and reviewed his books and loved them, but I don't know why I hadn't reached for them yet. Um, but for those who are listening, John Gwynn is another epic fantasy author, and his most notable work is has recently been The Shadow of the Gods. Um, in the first the book of Bloodstone cover Trilogy. The covers are gorgeous. Oh, the covers, so, those covers so are epic. so cool. And he's also written The Faithful and the Fallen, which is like another epic fantasy quartet, um, which I'm also in the middle of reading right now. Um, but if you like Brandon Sanderson, you will also love John Gwynn. And I would There's love so to There's so many ha- fantasy series. Yeah, I would love to have a... Like, I would love to have dinner with him because he writes... He's just an incredible storyteller. Um, mm. Like, you know when you read a book and it just kind of feels like you're kind of sitting around a campfire and it's really cozy and it just feels like someone is just, like, telling you a story, kind of? That's how I feel oh, yeah. when I read John, uh, when I read Gwen's books. Because even though they're not actual, like, really cozy stories, like, they're pretty violent and gruesome and dark. But they're also, like, surrounded by themes of friendship and family and love and there's a lot of cozy moments between characters that really get me in my feels that I just absolutely love about his um, storytelling abilities and he's been a favorite of the year and I would just love to like have dinner with him and be be like thank you John thank you for your service (laughs) oh yeah honestly that's that's really if I ever got the chance to be in front of my authors I don't even like my favorite authors I don't think I'd say anything outside of just like thank you like that like you know mumble over the words thank you and that's it i don't i mean what what do you what do you say yeah it's just like it's just so it's a surreal experience to meet authors in real life especially ones that have had an impact on you um mm. earlier this year at y'all fest i met um one of my favorite authors as well was just tracy dion and she's a young adult author she's written her debut was legend born which is a YA um, Arthurian legend retelling that follows this girl Bree who realizes that she is a descendant of one of the Knights of the Round Table. And it's a really cool book. And the sequel comes out in November, which I'm so excited for. But one of the main themes of that book is um, grief specifically. And the main character had like lost her mother suddenly. And not to get all super sad, but like I have also, I lost my mom. Um, a few years ago and that was like really hard and how the obviously like you never stop grieving but the way Brie grieved in the book really resonated with me and it was a very similar experience to mine so like I latched on to Brie as a character and so 
to circle back, when I met Tracy Dion at Y'all Fest, Y'all West in May, I, I was like, I have to thank this woman for writing grief the way she did because it felt like she was in my brain and I just wanted to like be able to thank her. And like I got yeah. to do that, and I like I was like crying in front of Tracy, oh, and she was that's just beautiful. like, "Yeah, I know." It was such a really great experience, and she fist bumped me, and she signed the <laughs> <my> book. <laughs> but it was just it's like amazing. being able to do that with your favorite authors, and just telling people that, like, "Hey, you had an impact on me," is just it's a really special experience for like anyone. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So transitioning a little bit, I do want to talk about fantasy and friends uh, because I know that that has been the maybe the newest pursuit uh, or, or or project that you've been working on. Not, not really new because yeah. it's been going on for a while. Um, but I'm very curious uh, just to, to hear like what's your favorite parts, um, favorite book that you've done so far where the name come from, how was Foundry side, all, all of the all of the details. Okay, so you want me to tell you everything, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I am the... I run a book club on the Fable app called Fantasy and Friends, and it is a online book club where we exclusively read fantasy books. We read about one a month, and we've read books from... Um, we've read the first Mistborn book. We've read Jade City by Fonda Lee, The Poppy War, Foundry Side, Book of Night... A Darker Shade of Magic. Um, oh, all great books. I know, I know. And we have our September poll going right now. I know we're recording this in August, but we're doing standalone September. So I wish you could tell. I wish I could tell you what we're reading right now, but like I don't know. Um, yeah. But basically, Fantasy and Friends is a book club that I started. Fable asked me if I wanted to start a fantasy book club, and Fable's a really amazing app, by the way. Um, shameless plug. They're not paying me to say this. I really just love them. But they were like, hey, Zoran, we do not have a fantasy book club. And we want you to, like, lead one. Do you want to do that? And I said... That is so cool. I'm like, I have no idea how to run a book club. But, like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, right. (laughs) So that's kind of how it started in February 2022. Um, And I think it just started as... The original name was Fantasy and Folklore. I don't know... um, it was a name that kind of like stuck at the time because I was like thinking like something that rolled off the tongue and it wasn't just like fantasy book club. Mm-hmm. Lame. Right. <laughs> and then so that was the name for a few months. And then as like the club decide like kept growing um, at a really fast pace, I was just like, oh, my God, you guys are like kind of my friends. And I was like, fantasy, fantasy and friends fantasy and friends i was like holy crap i had like this light bulb epiphanous moment when you know like the name just sticks and then um yeah why and friends is spelled f-e-r no fuck that's not how you spell friends (laughs) (laughs) f-r-e-n-s so friends no d and that idea is also not an it's not an original idea but it actually comes from uh like the account the account like we rate dogs. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And for whatever reason, like, a lot of the tweets are, like, written from the perspective of a dog. And for apparently yeah. dogs don't know how to spell a word friends. And they would spell it F-R-E-N-S. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's, like, really cute and wholesome. And I, w- I wanted to be, like, Yeah, different. that rolls really well. <laughs> so that's why friends is spelled that way. 
So that's why it's Fantasy and Friends. And I think it just, it encompasses like the group so much better. So, but my favorite part has just been like meeting new people, introducing um, friends to like the new, like their next favorite book. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just feel like friends is just, it's a much better, um, it's a much more wholesome term than saying like, oh, members, or I hate, yeah. I hate saying fans. I, yeah, I, don't, yes, I don't know right. why I like Same. that or just like, or followers. So I feel like just friends is just a lot more welcoming and friendly and wholesome. So like just seeing how many friends yeah. join the book club and like, it's just been like a super rewarding experience being like, seeing how excited people get and seeing what people think while they're reading. And that's just like been the best part. That's awesome. For sure. So I want to I want to pass the reins over to Brett for this one as our our game show host to kind of close out one of the last segments of this episode. So we sent you show notes, but not included in those show notes are some rapid fire questions that we're going to give you. They're going to they're going to come in hot and unprepared. So I'm going to pass this over to Brett (laughs) and he can read out our rapid fire questions. I have one more to add. Let me. Brett, are you in oh, the, are you in the special... notes? I have one more to add. Unprepared is a great word because that is kind of how I operate. Oh yeah, that's how that's how we come <laughs> to the podcast every episode. So. I'm winging it every single time. These are written right before uh, right before we got on here. So beautiful. Consider it. us unprepared on that front too. We just wanted to throw in a few a uh, few quick ones. Rapid fire's fun. It, it's you know just yeah. just whatever comes to your it's, mind and and shoot yeah. from the hip and well yeah. All right. So, round 1 <laughs> of rapid fire. Um and this one goes this one goes well with our uh, our previous discussion on uh fantasy and friends. If and when because, you know, it can it, it can happen. If Fantasy and Friends had a massive meetup, where would the location be? Where would you want that to happen? Honestly, probably where I live so I don't have to pay for travel. Great answer. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Cleveland, Ohio. Um, if you could live in any fantasy world, which one would you choose? Oh. Mm. I feel like living in the world of the storm. Living in Roshar would be really great, but also just very devastating because their climate is just a little too unstable for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not really trying very to, nice like, way to get hit that. by a desolation on a Tuesday. Um, right. right. So I'm think of stick- all the crabs. <laughs> yeah. So many crabs. So many crabs. And Trolls they, everywhere. <laughs> they vary too much in size for me. Um, but also, like, Kaladin's the love of my life, so I would really love to see him. Ah, uh, good point. Perfect. Good point. Um, but I also would like to reference an earlier point in the podcast where I would say that I would like to live in the world of Legends and Lattes so Vib can make mm. me my regular drink every morning. Perfect. That's fantastic. It's safe there. That's the perfect answer. I think, I think um, Kaladin and you needs did to also... go to that world for just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a break. Or take some Zoloft. Like, he needs that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. All right. Sorry, Brett. Go. Keep, keep up with the rapid fire. Um, and this this kind of goes back to another previous question as well. Um, and you had mentioned bow and arrows, but is there given a chance to pick any weapon in any fantasy world ever? Which weapon? And that could be like a specific, like a shard blade. That could be anything. Is there is there any weapon you'd like to have on you or be your your weapon? Okay, yeah, of choice. So 
I know I did mention the bow and arrows um, earlier, but I feel like that's not a versatile enough weapon because unless you're Legolas and you have like infinite arrows and nobody knows why. <laughs> um, and plus, that only really works at far distances, and I have no idea if I'm good at shooting mm-hmm. a bow and arrow. So I really um, I admire characters who kind of have like multiple daggers. Or like yeah. short swords, and they're really good at like yeah. up, like really good at close combat. Because I think like a, a regular sword would be too heavy for me. Um, I am not a strong individual, physically, so I think I would be really good with like a um, like a short blade, and like a dagger, and be okay. able to like fight two handed. Yeah, kind of like um, yeah. Ahsoka from Star Wars. Oh yes, yes. great, fantastic. Perfect. I answer. think that's what I'm. I'm gonna go with. The best Jedi. Okay, that's Absolutely. perfect. I also feel like throwing knives would be really dope. Mm. That would be nice. And just a combination. You could, And like you said, you have an array of daggers, so you could have a couple throwing knives in there. So like yeah. a Lila Bard or a Vin type. Yeah, definitely. Oh, very cool. Yeah, great answer. <laughs> um, you did just bring uh, one option up a minute ago. Um, if you could make any... F- one fantasy character real for a day, who would you choose? And would it be Kaladin? <laughs> would it be Kaladin? Um, it will, yeah. It, like, okay, if it is Kaladin, does Syl get to be there? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to take authority here and I'm going to say yes <laughs> because technically they are bonded. So, like, mm, good point. It count, they count, they're, 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 they're a package yeah, deal. They're together. Okay. Pr- yeah, yeah. Probably Kaladin. Um, I would just want to give him a hug. Yeah. And also ask him out. Just on get him out. <laughs> Don't tell my boyfriend that. Yeah, okay. We'll make sure he doesn't listen to the episode. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, just skip like minute 47. Just don't listen. <laughs> You'll be fine. It's really boring. Yeah. So definitely Kaladin or um, Call Hilo from the Greenbone Saga. He's also one of my favorite mm. characters. Okay. Ooh, That's on okay. our list this year okay. for Reese because none of us have read that. And so we've got uh, the first one in November, I think. Yeah, Jade, yeah. Jade City is. Yeah. Where, yeah. And, and that that is a direct uh, recommendation from Zoran that we have like implemented into our book club. So yeah, super excited for that one. We are very I excited for that I cannot wait. It's yeah. so good. Next, we have an author of your choice ask you to join their team to help them write or edit all of their future novels who would that author be if you could choose i'm gonna look at my shelves for reference yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. totally fine okay um i'm gonna pick someone you probably don't expect but i think i'm gonna go with victoria aviard okay okay she's the ya author yeah she's a young adult fantasy author um She's written the Red Queen series, but her most recent series is the Realm Breaker trilogy, in which the first two books are out now, Realm Breaker and Blade Breaker. And it's kind of akin to a young adult Lord of the Rings. And I don't really think her books need a ton of editing, but I would just love to be there in the process because I really love those books. It's really grand and epic in scale, and there's a, a really great found family. And I would just love to, like just be there with her through the process be like be in the hey, room where it happens right do you like hamilton <laughs> oh of course <gasps> yes some unexpected hamilton for you <laughs> okay you just like reached a new like level of friendship status <laughs> oh that's great 
<laughs> Wonderful. I'm adding a question for Rapid we Fire. Can... Um, what is your okay. favorite song from the Hamilton soundtrack, and why is it Satisfied? It's actually the room where it happens the one that we just mentioned. <laughs> okay. Ooh, just for his good. solo with like the cello going off in the background. It's my favorite part of the show. I'm sorry to assume um, it was uh, satisfied. What's, what's the uh, uh, Washington song in the first half? Um, I'm blanking on the title right now. The one now. where he's introduced. Oh, okay. I'm opening Spotify right now. Have you seen Hamilton live? Yes. Maddie and yes. I went in Chicago and it was so good. It is shit your pants good. It is shit your pants good. (laughs) Not the story of tonight. Right hand man? Yes, right hand man. Yes. That's a good one. I love his voice so much. The 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 OG Washington's voice is is beautiful. It's so deep and rich. It's it's yes. It's very kingly. I I I love it. I'm yeah. Christopher He's the Moana guy. I'm sorry to oh, interrupt the, the rapid fire question session. Oh no, this is great. We can take detours. <laughs> this is amazing. We've only got one more. Only one more rapid yeah. fire. This is our final rapid fire question. <laughs> I'm scared. And this is this is a big one. Um this might be a little anxiety inducing. I don't think um, it will be. Uh, <laughs> bold of you to assume would that you I'm rather... not already anxious. <laughs> double anxiety inducing would you rather vandalize your boss's car or read your way of king's leather bound with cheeto fingers Ooh, i'm going to vandalize the car yes that's that's an easy that's an easy answer that's an easy one that's a that's a softball i yeah I mean, when I was in high school, we used to, like, go out and at night and, like, TP houses and, like, mm-hmm. fork yards. Yeah. And I know you're not supposed to do this, but, like, I've Saran wrapped a few cars. So I guess that... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zoran wrapped. Zoran that's, wrapped. That's, oh, so, uh, okay. that's so lame. Uh, but, yes, I've done... I've done I would perfect. Saran wrap a car if I didn't... So, so you would, you would key something in the car, but it would be like, you're nice. You're a good boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not I'm not gonna key the car slash Five stars. tires. Like that's a crime. But I I, <laughs> I mean I might If you're caught. I'll yeah, if you're caught. Which if I've learned <laughs> anything from reading, it's how to be a good criminal. Mm, that is yeah. true. There's a Honestly. lot of there's a lot of uh, good crime done in books, you know? Yeah. <laughs> crime so justified crime. crime. <laughs> I love books that are just about doing crime. <laughs> yeah. For <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and it man. would be a crime if um, somebody read your book with Cheeto fingers. Yeah, Cheeto so. fingers on the leather balance, that's straight to jail. That's <laughs> yeah. straight to jail. Federal prison. <laughs> Federal yeah. prison. Lock them up. Yeah, never see the light of day again. <laughs> well, as we're uh, coming to the end of the episode, once again, thank you so much for just like coming on and hanging out with us for the past hour and a half or so. Um, so as we're closing out, what what's the long-term goal for you you know you, you started this great platform on tiktok and on instagram um and then the the book club fantasy and friends so is there anything that you're currently working towards what's your vision for the future what do you want to come from all of this so i really just want to keep my platform and my community going as long as they'll let me it's just really been 
like just a really rewarding and such a great like I'm so grateful for like the experiences I've had so I don't really have like super like concrete goals like by 2023 I want to have this many followers like I could really give a shit how many followers I have but because nothing beats people telling me that like hey I read this book based off your recommendation and Mm -hmm. it's now my new favorite thing and now I'm just like I just got back into reading like I'm having my own renaissance it's just like that will be any goal that I've ever had for myself any number any yeah any statistic yeah Yeah, like I don't care about that and so I really just want to like keep the community growing because I love Mm -hmm. having a space where people can chat and meet new people and make friends and talk about books and um ideally I would love to do like hopefully if I did have one goal I would love to like start a Patreon at some point because I know that's like a another way that creators can like grow an even yeah. like closer knit community and I would love to mm-hmm. be able to offer um like benefits and perks not because I don't care about making money like I have my own day job and I am able to like support myself um so like being a right. full-time content creator is not like what I see myself doing in the end but just like having like group of friends and i would but uh, like if i had a patreon i would love to like raise enough money to like create stuff like fantasy and friends i don't know stickers or bookmarks and yeah yeah yeah, but not like yeah i guess like i guess merch but like just for just for the community aspect i totally get what you're saying like a hundred percent just to continue to build the community yeah Yeah, like i don't i wouldn't want to keep it like i would want to put it back into the community to like i don't know maybe we raise money for like like future giveaways or like maybe it becomes like a pot for like if someone was in the book club and they're like hey i want to join and like i don't have a library i and i can't afford this month's book i would love to be able to use that to like get someone like the book club book for the month stuff like that oh that's so sweet yeah absolutely absolutely because i am given like so much stuff already from like my audience whether they are buying books for me with their own money and i'm gifted so many things from publishers like i don't need people to give me money like because one that makes me uncomfortable and two Mm -hmm. i i wouldn't know what to do with it so i would just love to like (laughs) use it to like keep the community going and growing yep absolutely and and that that honestly segues perfectly um to wrap this up one uh as daniel said and as we've kind of alluded we are we are massive fans and we cannot thank you enough so so you have three friends f-r-e f f-r-e-n-z i did it right ferns man you guys are good at this yeah okay we'll figure out how to spell friends later we're ferns yes that's the one um we you have three ferns for life um but honestly uh we we cannot thank you enough um and before we close out the show um our audience listeners please go support zaran in every way you can um she's just the best uh uh, to follow she's got a great community around her so uh you know show her love uh send in kind thoughts and everything um, and, and just keep passing that love forward. Um, and then Zoran, uh, can you let our audience know where they can find you? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for all those kind words. You, this makes my day. Just even being a part of this is just so freaking cool. Um, but people can find me. I, I'm not hard to find. That's 
what kind of sucks about my name is that it's so unique. I know such like a terrible thing, but because I'm not hard to find. <laughs> um, but my username on TikTok is just my first name. It's Zoran underscore Z-O-R-A-N-N-E underscore. And the username is the same on Instagram. I'm not as active on Instagram, like with posting, but I'm pretty active on stories. And if you want to like DM me there, um, or don't, I don't know how many people I want to talk to every day, (laughs) (laughs) but like the Instagram and TikTok and Twitter are the same. Um, and then the fantasy and friends book club is on the fable app, like, um, which is just a really cool platform. And the easiest way to join my book club is by going to one of my social media profiles, either on TikTok or Instagram, and just clicking that link in my bio. And the first link is to join the book club. And then we also have a discord server under the same name, fantasy and friends. We are so close to having a thousand members, thousand friends in the server, if you will. Yes, and a thousand just, friends. That's a, that's I know, amazing. and that's just like the place you can hang out outside of all of those other spaces where it's just kind of constantly going, where like I open up Discord every morning, I'm just like, holy shit, I missed a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm also, I'm just active really everywhere and I'm grateful to anyone who, who wants to be a part of that. Absolutely. Well, let's let's get Zoran to a thousand. I, you know, I, I have a good feeling that you'll be at a thousand before this episode even releases. But what hey, should we're I do for a thousand you. members? I need oh. to figure out something to do. Ooh. Uh, I mean, I think we you start planning that fantasy and friends uh, meetup in Cleveland. The <laughs> the twenty twenty three. The pressure is building. <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> maybe that you know that's a big step. We'll we'll see. But um, uh. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Um, thank you so much. Just so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and we would love to have you back on or collaborate with you in the future. So um, you're welcome anytime. So you are an honorary bookends with friends host forever um, going forward. So so thank you. Thank you again. Uh, Brett, do you want to give thank yous to uh, our listeners and close us out? Yes. Um, thank you all for continuing to listen to us and joining us uh, month to month with our uh, book of the months. And um, special shout out to uh, Jacob Robinson for our wonderful theme music and Maddie Moon for our incredible cover art. Woo-woo. And yeah, thank you all just for continuing to listen and joining us today. And please go check out Zoran. And I think uh, we'll bookmark it right there. Okay. Well, thank you again for having me on today's show. It's been a real pleasure and I can't wait to hopefully talk with y'all again. And remember the real books were the friends we made along the way. (laughs) 